Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I would like to talk to you about the air energy. So, what is air from the spiritual perspective? Sure. Air is another aspect of the divine masculine energies. From the greater perspective, you can think of air and space essentially being the same thing, um, which is might be an overgeneralization, but this is a good proxy for what air is. So air is a substance that is, is basically an energy form that um, was created because, as we know, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stalling because it's quite endearing, right? Um, you guys know on, the, on this planet that energy doesn't come out of nowhere. So everything is energy, right? And um, really everything that you see around you, uh, like the life and death and the whole cycle of existence really is the transformation of one type of energy into another type of energy, right? So ultimately the energy doesn't go anywhere. It always exists, yet nothing remains stagnant. So everything is ever flowing in time-space reality. So air is that substance that energy exists in from which everything else can be brought forth if we didn't have air in essence everything would be a vacuum or nothingness and it would be very hard to build from a place of nothing so air is a substance that feels uh, time space reality so in essence it's space but not as something that is empty but space from the standpoint of being um, um, something that is filled with particles that creation can come forward from. Does that make sense what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Yeah. Um, So air from, you know, there there are multiple forms of air. Um, Air in essence, in its static form, right, is just that that feels everything that you see those invisible particles, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, it exists on multiple different you know, levels of existence and mar- multiple different planes. Um, so there is the static aspect of air, and then there is the active part of air or the dynamic part of air. The dynamic part of air, um, which is probably like the, um, you know, the closest that you would come to the dynamic part of air on this planet would be the energy of the wind, um, is the energy of the universal movement is really the energy of going from point A to point B and covering ground, whatever that means, right? Covering um, distances. So it's all about the energy of adventure and journeying and and, and getting from some um, one state to another state, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And everything in between. That's why like air is the substance that enables um, expansion, actually, and contraction, anything, right? So... um, you know how they say like the universe is ever expanding, like after the Big Bang, like um, it keeps rotating and, you know, it keeps creating new entities and new substances. So air is that which helps and enables that process to happen. So the fire energies um, that we've already spoken about, um, it's that kind of like original spark that is needed for the process of creation. So um, that's how the divine masculine, if you will, participates in, 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 like, in creation. And that's where the creation stems from. And then the element of air takes over because air is what's needed for things to be in movement and, and, and keep 
transforming, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so that's really cool. And uh, if we look again at um, kind of three levels of um, galactic, like universal uh, and uh, uh, planetary level and uh, human level, what would be the uh, role of uh, this element? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if the division that you just proposed is the best possible division. Mm -hmm. um, maybe we'll look at a different kind of division if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, sure. right. Of course. Um, we'll definitely look at personal. That's easy. Mm -hmm. um, maybe lo let, let's look at um, like upper echelons. So air is definitely something that it spans dimensions and goes goes as high as source energy. So from that standpoint, air is fairly simple to the energy of fire. Um, so it crosses a lot of different dimensions. There are different faces to the air. There are different facets to the air. So it's a very interesting, quote unquote, substance or element to be talking and examining. So you have your lower dimensional air, um, which is really um, what, what you guys are experiencing on a day to day basis, right? Like that feel of the wind, gusts of wind on your skin, you know, um, air moving around. Um, that which powers breath, right? Um, so there is definitely an inherent connection between the energy of air and the energy um, of life. So um, the element of air is what sustains life in the same way that the element of fire gives life, if that makes sense. So if there wasn't air or a constant circulation of air, there would be no movement and movement is inherent in life. So on the human level, right, as well as actually um, this particular aspect of air, as a life-giving, um, uh, sorry, life-sustaining entity um, spans all dimensions and all of creation. No matter where you look, you could mm -hmm. look from source, source perspective, you can look at mid-range dimensions, you can look at your perspective. Air is inherently equivalent to life, mm -hmm. to uh, movement, to something being dynamic as opposed to static, um, and to getting where you need to go. So the energy of expansion, the energy of growth, the energy of transformation, that's all properties of air. Um, there is also air, which is kind of like that mid-range, mid-range frequencies of air from the universal perspective is what you would call lower to middle ether. And then there is higher ether. Right? Because ether and air are, in essence, the same thing. Um, only air is more like applicable to lower dimensional frequencies and ether to higher dimensional frequencies, but it's the same type of substance. Mm -hmm. So speaking of air, uh, or ether, sorry, uh, mid-dimensional ether tends to be the informational field, right? Um, because air is is in essence very connected to the concept of space. Um, air owns, as an element, it owns all of information that has ever been in existence or that has ever been created, right? And information is a very general term, right? Um, but basically, all uh, it, it's like a it keeps track of everything that has ever happened, that everything that has been is being and will be, as well as the potentiality of all of it, is um, contained within the element of air. So um, the Akashic field, right, the informational field of the universe where all of the information is stored, exists within the middle dimensions of air, so that mid-air area. And then from the higher perspective, um, which would be uh, like higher, um, higher ether, would be um, the dimension that houses <clears throat> beings of light, right? So beings of light at home, when they're at home in their non-incarnated state, are surrounded by higher ether energies, hmm. which is also air, right? Which again is energy, right? Yeah. And they can use that to create whatever they want. So higher ether energy would be the energy that is projected forth to build anything in lower dimensional frequencies. So it is, an es an, um, in essence, like a building blocks of anything and everything that you see. So a higher dimensional being um, might take the substance of air and project it forth into 
a third dimensional world in a form of a planet, if that makes sense. Hmm. Because air is just one form of energy. Wow. Right. So they, they take that which surrounds them. And by the way, um, in, in, in those dimensions, ether, higher dimensional ether, is really an unlimited substance. You can have as much of it as you want, frankly. The closer you get to source, you get an unlimited supply. But that's the building block of any of the physical worlds as well, if that makes sense. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's the bill, um, just to sum up and to, to do a quick overview, it's the building block of building blocks of reality. It's inherent to the energy of life, um, uh, breath. Um, it houses the information and that that's why it's very, very much connected to the energy of thought mm -hmm. thinking. Um, that's very connected to the matrix. Makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because the matrix is, um, a thought-based construct, mathematical construct, uh, where thought is king and everything is mind, mm -hmm. right? We remember that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then it also governs all movement, all direction, um, and, and, and growth and expansion mm -hmm. of, of um, everything in the universe because it's constant movement and expansion equals movement from the greater perspective. That makes sense. And uh, the way you described, uh, for example, fire last time, you said that fire is like more young energy and um, it's like kind of same entity, but that has many different facets, right? Yeah. How would you describe air in this case? Yeah, so air, air is um, definitely a sage archetype. And it's, it's quite old. Like if, if I were to put an, a human age on it, it would be a man of like about 78 to 85. So it's this very wise energy. It's very level, meaning it doesn't flare up easily. It's a lot more steady. It's really hard to get air out of its element, no pun intended. So um, it's very cold-headed, like very measured, right? But again, it comes from a place of wisdom and greater understanding. Mm -hmm. And uh, having been there, done that. So some of the actually um, most, some of the most ancient uh, beings of the universe, of existence, of creation, govern the element of air. Mm -hmm. um, it actually has a lot of different entities that could be construed as sponsoring entities including a part of source energy itself hmm. um, and on very, very higher dimensional etheric planes governs the element of air and space, represents it. Mm -hmm. So source energy in, on some level could, um, uh, or at least like a facet of it is equivalent to higher dimensional ether, mm -hmm. right? Uh, there, and, and what I mean by that is, so source and I know like source is a very, very complicated concept for some of you to understand, but like it's, it's that, that where everything comes from and keeps coming from, right? It's this like endless well out of which all existence is um, springing forth um, constantly, right? Like it's, it's not something that ever stops to rest or anything. Mm -hmm. And because one of the intentions of source energy is to enable learning and progress for each of its creations um, as part of its job or work it has to maintain this mm, energy field around it that in, would enable its children to have the building blocks for creating whatever else that they want to create that's why source energy actually sponsors um, higher etheric planes mm -hmm. and that's like a big deal because source <laughs> has a lot of different jobs yeah. and um, it doesn't really donate its frequency um, easily to things, if that makes sense. Like it, it's very selective is what I'm trying to say with, with how it chooses to um, use its energy. So the fact that it sponsors air um, is a big deal. Given that air has so many facets, like when you <laughs> tell, let's say I work with the air energy, like, what do you usually mean by that? Like, does it mean that you work with this overarching air or it's some particular part of there? Like, what do people connect actually to? Whew. 
you're uh this is a very interesting g- g- question because depending on who you ask or who is making that statement the answer is very different yeah uh, different people say I work with air energies and, th- and their reasoning might be very, very different. People who do breath work work with air energies. People who use elemental magic of the air variety work with air energies. People who work with um, fairies work with air energy. Mm-hmm. People who work with wind work with air energy. People who read the Akashic Records work with the air energy. Yeah. So really, the, the answer is it depends <laughs> not not with the facet though but with the energy itself right so now you know we're trying to figure out if whether like the facet is actually represents the entire let's say entity of air no or no no it's generally some some aspect of it some aspect yeah, yeah. Um, air is really not a very homogenous type of element um, so there is a very, very big difference between lower dimensional air, mid-dimensional and higher. Like there are like huge gaps between them. Mm-hmm. So to even find a being, especially on this planet, that can comprehend anything beyond mid-level air is very hard, <laughs> exceptionally hard. So if I so ask most, you, yeah, yeah, most beings would work at best with mid-range air on this planet at best so how would and you... there are and like the ones that work with mid-range air that would be your akashic akashic people who are able to tap into the um, akashic field now akashic field by the way is also multi-dimensional uh-huh. like it has its lower aspects mid aspects and higher aspects and the higher aspects are so high that they can be from your perspective can be considered in uh, infinite mm-hmm. right and so even the ones that are able to look into the Akashic record field from this planet generally tend to look at the bottom 30% of that Akashic field hmm. and, and never go beyond. So maybe in order to understand air a bit better, because I, I think it's one of the hardest elements to understand, at least for me, because uh, earth, it's kind of tangible and fire, you can see it with your own eyes. Well, you cannot feel wind. That's the only aspect that you can feel, right? That's the only well, one. Well, uh, you are always connected to the element of air through the, your energy of breath. Breath, right. So both of your lungs are holding on to this very divine element at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, you can only sur- survive so much without it. So how would you maybe so back s- to differ. slice this pie, like the basic one, right? So you breathe, you already work with the air energy right so it's like level number one the the most basic one and then uh you feel wind on your skin right uh and then what would be next after that <laughs> like a kashuk field right away no no but it, the, the answer is it depends right what, what what are you seeking to accomplish like when you say work with the air energy what are you seeking to accomplish or is your question what are the different ways that human beings can benefit from the air element is that the question yeah we can rephrase it this way yeah if it's yeah um one thing i'll tell you and mm-hmm. like if, if there is anything that the answer to one one of your previous questions my answer to your one of your previous questions should have told you is that because the element of air is so complex and it's so multi-dimensional and higher frequency higher aspect and and um yeah like bloody complicated yeah we we shouldn't be speaking about anything beyond probably the physical and maybe a little bit of the Akashic field, if you will, because that is just too esoteric and that is just too removed from your day-to-day reality, right? Mm-hmm. So let's let's bring it a notch down, actually. And let's talk about third-dimensional air. Let's yeah. talk about the atmosphere of this planet. Let's talk maybe a little bit about um, going back to your original question, like planetary level and like human level, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think like we got a little bit carried away into like the universal yeah, and the beyond, Definitely. the great beyond, <laughs> which is where you start getting confused. And uh, I'm assuming a lot of our listeners are starting to get confused and we don't want to lose um, them. So planetary level, um, air has very powerful protective qualities. Obviously, I mean, if you know physics or if if, uh, if you understand how, how, how stuff works, right? You know that the planet Earth needs atmosphere to be able to protect itself, be protected from 
um, cosmic radiation, which is, you know, mostly uh, like a large chunk of it is the sun radiation, right? So air is um, a very, very good, massive protective energy. Um, so it really coddles, it really surrounds the planet Earth, and it enables to maintain an ecosystem within planet Earth that is unique to the planet. So it is um, a really, really good protective um, barrier, if you will. And it also creates like a field that it is separating planet Earth from um, everything else, right? So like that atmosphere creates almost like a pillow um, that is um, enabling the fact that Earth can sustain its own, maintain its own integrity within the body of the solar system. Mm -hmm. The reason that this is important is so that Gaia as a planet, right, and, and planet Earth and everything that's in it, is able to go through its own journey without such a big impact from other planets. Now, does it still get impacted by other planets? Well, of course, right? Because like even within the vicinity of planet Earth, there are so many planets that are bigger uh, or, you know, heavier or have, um, you know, more rings. And there's a lot that's going on in, in, in space in general, right? So um, Gaia, especially being a younger planet, needs a little bit of almost like a womb womb surrounding it so it can go through its own incubation period if that makes sense so on a planetary level atmosphere which is air plays that role of like protective tissue that enables um earth to go through its own journey with actually much less impact from the surrounding bodies planetary bodies than it would have been succumbed to if the atmosphere was smaller or if it didn't have it. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, not every planet has an atmosphere, right? So not every planet has this protective shield of air around it, right? Right. As far as planets are concerned, Earth has a really, really solid shield. Now, it's also considered in its early stages of development as a planet, right? Earth is not necessarily an old planet. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Yeah. Um, uh, air is also purification, always. Um, and I know that the, there are some aspects of fire that we talked about that are purification, but air is, like, you don't have to go to higher dimensional air to get purification. Uh, whereas with fire, you do, right? Mm -hmm. And also air is um, more, even, like, when I say purification, maybe I should say replenishment and renewal more so than purification, so air it enables you to reset your system very well. Um, and that's why every time that you, um, like you're in the mountains, for instance, and you breathe really, really fresh air, your body resets itself. And it happens through just the aspect of breathing, right? It's kind of like going to that state of zero, going to your zero state, um, which is a really, really, really healthy place for creation and for growth, right? You, you want to... Um, you want to zero things out before you can build new things, right? Mm -hmm. um, or you, you need to kind of almost like reset things to be able to start fresh. So air is incredibly potent as a tool for enabling you to do that. And it's also really interesting because like right, air carries the energy of life. With every breath, in essence, you're starting. It's like every breath is an opportunity to start fresh and reset. Now, humans don't, don't, don't know that. Like you don't know that in essence, you're starting a new life, not just from Mondays or in January 1st or whenever. You're starting it with every breath that you take in because every breath is a choice, right? Because what you're breathing in is not just air. It's also a particular aspect of reality that you're breathing in. Um, and what you're breathing in through air is exactly how you feel about what surrounds you, right? So what I mean by that is, like, if you think that the world around you is loving, kind, giving, that's what you're going to be, that's the air that you're going to be breathing in. Mm -hmm. As opposed to if you think that everything around you threatens you, is out there to get you, full of cheaters, liars, thieves, that is the air that you're going to be breathing in, right? The quality of air that you're breathing in would 
impact more than more than your you know your physical body but it definitely starts with the physical body right so like the quality of air and by the quality i mean like almost like the emotional like what what you expect right like uh going back to that concept of what i just said like uh what you expect from the universe is the air that you're breathing in uh, would start a very physical and chemical reaction in your body so it either constricts your chest or opens it up right depending on the air you breathe so you would it's almost like you're either bring, breathing in negativity at w- in, at which point your chest contracts and it traps energy inside because air is energy right so trapped energy and trauma actually starts with trapped air pockets oh. of air that you're not able to release that's so, kind of like how block energy blocks get started or you uh, or you can like breathe in positive things and, and then your heart center chest center is open and then that it can enable a really healthy positive energy exchange but you had a question yeah does it mean that the air that surrounds us carry these things or yes this is something that you generate with your mind yeah yeah oh you definitely generate it remember how how um in one of our previous episodes we said that um you as part um source consciousness right Mm -hmm. are exceptionally like your essence is much more higher dimensional than anything that exists in the third dimensional space and that is why it's your prerogative and and unbeknownst to you you are king in this dimension or queen and um as a byproduct of your livelihood you're charging things around you with a particular frequency whether you realize it or not Hmm. so by the virtue of you existing and emanating a particular frequency with your thoughts your feelings and emotions the air around you gets charged Mm -hmm. and that's the air that you breathe in so toxic people tend to get more toxic over time because they're breathing in toxic air that they themselves are generating with their thoughts, actions, feelings, emotions, everything. How would you call the, this quality of the air? Like, is it something that it just absorbs them and kind of you breathe them in? And this is something that you can also get from other people that surround you? Yes. Like it's not just yours, right? No, no, no. Yeah, that's why you, you that's why you say that you're um what, a sum total of the like five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. One of the reasons is like you guys share air. Right? So literally you would be breathing in not just your own prana. Prana is air, like a uh, breath, energy of breath. Prana chi, that's the same thing. You're not in essence just going to be breathing in your own, but you're going to be breathing in the air of other people around you. And it makes sense, right? Even from the physical perspective, it's like sharing breath because the person is exhaling and you're in their vicinity. So technically you're inhaling their toxins, not to get like nasty here, because again, air is a great refresher and a great resetter. So like it resets itself very quickly, right? Uh But by the virtue of you sharing space, you're breathing in the same air. That's so interesting. Is it like information that you breathe in? Yes. So that is also true. So even if your best friend was 10,000 miles away from you and you were on a video call or whatever, a phone call, you would still create a collective space and air is space and the same thing. Yeah. Right. And within that collective space, for the time that you're talking on the phone, you were breathing the same collective air. Oh, wow. Yeah, so your frequencies really align with that person. And the first place where they align is air because air is the most volatile of all substances. And by volatile, I also mean agile, quick, speed. That's all air qualities. So um, the fastest... um, So basically, you know, when you're coming in, in contact with somebody and you're friends, all of your elements are going to be aligned or like especially with your significant other or if you live with them in the same place all of your elements are going to be kind of like in a song and dance together if that makes sense so 
your fire and their fire is going to be aligned. Your air and their air is going to be aligned. Your water and their air is going to be dancing and singing together or not crying and, and ripping each other's hairs out. Um, and like your earth and their earth, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. However, out of all of these air is the quickest element. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, it's the one that gets changed the quickest and aligns the quickest then fire then water and then earth in terms of density mm. right so air you know when you come and even when you meet the the, the the new person for the first time the first things that you know align within two people are there two air elements or your mental bodies it's kind of like there there are corresponding elements right because your air also guides your thought activity so your mental body. Mm -hmm. So these are the two bodies that would, you know, kind of scan each other the first and that find some middle ground, some equilibrium from which things can be co-created. And because air, um, it takes an easy, it gives away easy. Takes it easy, give, gives away easy. So that exchange with air is extremely easy. Like it doesn't hold on to things. Remember how I said even fire doesn't hold on to things for a long time? Like air, forget about it. Oh, like yeah. water holds on to things really well. Earth holds on to things extremely well. Air does not. It's like, like this little, really like very volatile substance. And the reason that it's volatile is because it was built that way. The reason it was built that way is because it's a building block of reality. If you had a building block of reality that was, um, well, uh, you, you know, there's like, I don't know, like a solid brick completely non-malleable it would be really hard to transfer brick into anything right yeah so that's why the element of air was created as something that is so perfectly transferable and so easy to change from one state to another right and and that's what gives it agility it's like that quick quick action fast change that's air impatience sometimes mm -hmm. right but also movement right mm -hmm. so um yeah, you would definitely, um, going back to uh, the original train of thought of how air, it, you know, air is really connected to your life force, to your prana, like how you're breathing in, right? So, you know, if, if basically your expectations of, of the world around you first are going to change the air around you. And that's, you know, um, although the law of attraction really is um, manifesting through fire, but air also participates in that whole game. So this is very important because you said that air doesn't hold energy well, but at the same time, somehow people breathe in this energy, right? So Oh, because they're constantly a... creating it and yeah. you. It gets created constantly. At the moment that... Like the moment they stop creating that frequency, mm -hmm. stop emitting it, their air would stop polluting. Well, not polluting. <laughs> it would it would stop um, holding on to that frequency. Uh. So the second you change that from I don't know from grief to joy, your air changes immediately. Is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Just people continuously create these thoughts emotions yes mm. yeah yes that never stops emotions don't stop that makes sense the flow the flow of emotions thoughts doesn't stop and you would know that because like how hard is it for you to meditate and keep quiet for three seconds like yeah. most humans cannot even quiet down their internal dialogue for 30 seconds that's how um permanent the process that flow of thought and emotion and like frequency creation is it's ever present it's it's always there and that's why what actually ends up happening is during meditation state uh, meditative states when you're able to create space right that's you actually normalizing the element of air in your life because creating space anywhere is working with the energy of air creating space in your head enabling it to be free from thoughts, especially toxic thoughts, if you have those, enables your air for a second to stop receiving the negativity. It enables it, 
gives it a chance to reset itself hmm. so that you can finally breathe in something that potentially is non-toxic and liberating. So in this case, what comes first? Is it first it comes negative emotion and then you just stuck, get stuck in the, the cycle, never-ending cycle when you get upset and you breathe this in and just it's like a vicious cycle basically right it all doesn't have to be a vicious cycle it could be yeah. a beneficial cycle yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. we've been but there before it starts with a thought not an thought. emotion mm -hmm. yeah. yeah wow okay that makes sense okay and uh i just wanted to clarify one thing about the different um, states of air because you also said that there is vacuum uh, so does it mean that vacuum is not air? Eh, it's a gray area of the universe. Um, technically speaking, um, vacuum is static air, like static ether, mm -hmm. which is like dead mm -hmm. ether, a dead air, which is an oxymoron because air is synonymous with, with life and this is a dead state yeah right so it's um the way i would think of it although like i don't want to confuse you but like vacuum is kind of like frozen energy if that makes sense mm -hmm. so it's like a state where nothing happens like well life has been sucked out of it that's vacuum mm -hmm. the benefit of vacuum is that um vacuum is actually is a state that enables creation because nothing enables everything if that makes sense mm. um i'll explain so you know how they say oh maybe you don't know um when source chose to create everything right it um it's like a breathing exercise like um you know when source expands it breathes in Right. Mm -hmm. And on its out breath, um, pose the Big Bang, like when everything is expanding. Right. That, that's the out breath of the universe. And then there is the in breath of the universe and the contraction when and everything keeps going back to the center. And then there is a moment in time when everything is one again. Mm -hmm. So when everything is one again, in essence, what happens is all of being, all of creation, all of matter and antimatter is condensed within one nucleus that we have been referring to as source energy. At the same time, everything around it in that moment in time is a vacuum state, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you have that nucleus and then you have a vacuum, which is the energy of nothingness. Or it's another form of space, mm -hmm. though, right? Right. So that doesn't that space doesn't go anywhere. It's just not filled with energy that is has life in it. Mm. So it's like a lifeless form of ether. And it's the reason it's there is because it's waiting for the next in breath to be able to start containing a different form of ether. That the energy of source starts giving off. And that form of ether is going to have a potential to give life. So that's going to have building blocks. Yeah. So vacuum is an in-between state of air that is needed for the great reset between breaths. You could also think of vacuum as the great nothing. Mm -hmm. But technically, it's an aspect of air. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that, that was really tough to explain, so I'm glad you got it. That makes sense. Okay, and, thank uh, God. So um, just kind of now trying to understand all these elements. So we know four elements. It's like air, earth, uh, water, fire. Um, is it? Is that it? Because you sometimes ether is another one. A lot of people like say it's the fifth element, and I can totally see fifth. why. Yeah. Uh, because it's so bloody complicated, uh, and and then it's all it's so all encompassing in many ways that I can see why you would be tempted to call it the fifth element. But then, then why is cosmic fire not the sixth element? You yeah. know, that's why I'm like, 
I don't fully buy like I think if we're reducing it to like a very very fundamental level it's four mm-hmm. right that's why I also don't buy that um what is it wood or metal are elements yeah uh, because they're part earth energies so like they're not fundamentally different from the element of earth as far as I'm concerned <laughs> so it's like splitting hairs I mean mm-hmm. if, if we want to split hairs I could split hairs a lot more efficiently than that yeah you know like uh, that felt a little random to me feels a little random to me got it so, so like uh, um, dividing um wood right but not dividing and separating crystal doesn't make sense to me right because like technically crystal has consciousness and on some level it's a, a much much higher dimensional consciousness so like why say one is an element and the other one isn't right so i would just say for the for the sake of simplicity um the four elements really work got it then we can always dive deeper yeah and it's not like the chemical elements right uh but these are building blocks of the universe these four yeah Mm -hmm. got it that makes sense okay and uh so now maybe going into some practice uh like maybe looking at the humanity level uh what would be a practice or a ritual or a meditation that people could benefit from the most at this point so yeah i would definitely say let's work on the quality of air that you guys are breathing uh because i see too many of you are breathing in something that is suboptimal so you don't expect your life the universe god everything however you want to call it to do right by you right the expectation is not there in fact you expect you know problems issues challenges all kinds of other things, right? Like your expectations are really off, you guys. <laughs> You're not very trusting if I say so myself. Um, so I would say that, and, and by the way, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like whatever you expect is going to come to you 100%. Just like the placebo effect, whatever you believe comes true. So I worry about the quality of air you're breathing in. And when I say quality, I don't mean it's the smog-filled air of the big city i mean the etheric quality of it like the the energetic quality of air that you're breathing is subpar because you are creating it frankly so i think that a really really good healing practice would be an ability to purify cleanse and upgrade the quality of the air that you're breathing around you and the way you would want to do that is through a reset exercise. So obviously, we're going to be working with the lungs, we're going to be working with breathing. So what you want to do, right, is you want to start focusing on your breath, taking a deep breath, and hold it for a second, right? Hold. So when you as you're holding your breath, right, you want to imagine, um, that um, basically what you want to do is you want to center on your inner sun. And we've done that, uh, you know, we've been centering on our inner sun when we did the practices with the fire energies as well. So imagine that in the center of your belly, there's this beautiful sun with um, like, like a sphere, like a golden sphere of light, right? And again, like if you've listened to our, our, um, our podcast around um, the golden flame, then you know that the energy of the golden ray is is very high dimensional frequency, right? It's um, the flame of re- resurrection and a lot of, you know, very high dimensional transformative work. So what you want to do is as you're holding your breath, imagine that the, your inner sun in your belly expands. It expands slightly out of your um, belly area and then just bursts like a little explosion, bursts out and falls everywhere in every direction in a form of like this golden, almost like a firework, like a golden firework, if that makes sense. And as it bursts out, it cleanses everything within the um, 20 mile, um, not 20 mile, 20 meter, I wanted to say, um, radius around you. 
So imagine that that golden explosion just like cleanses air um, all around you. And so now, I mean, I, I hope you haven't been holding your breath for the past t- <laughs> 10 minutes that I've been explaining this meditation, right? So, um, so you want um, to then breathe out, right? Breathe out. And then be able to breathe in this newly purified air and again, hold that inside, right? And then you want to um, do, th- you know, five to 10 deep breaths, breathing in this newly renewed air. And then maybe do one more, uh, one more time, like breathing in, holding the air in your lungs. As you're holding, imagine, um, again, that in the middle of your belly area, you have this golden sun that as you expand, it bursts and cleanses the area around you, right? Purifies it, resets it. So as you exhale and continue with your cycle of breaths, what you can breathe in and out would be the absolute most purest form of air that would be devoid of any debris, any fears, any bad expectations, anything else that um, is, is frankly distorting your energy field, right? So that would be a good practice um, for purification. That's awesome. Um, did you have anything else that's specific or do you want me to like scan? So I would like you to scan. Yeah, because I, I think you can better see what is needed right now. Let me see. I see a whole lot of people very constricted in their chest. Um, I see a whole lot of people holding their breath underwater, so to say. It's almost like you came into this life, but you're surviving. You're not living and you're definitely not thriving. And I see that that is making the going really, really hard. It's making your reality a true struggle. And it's both in men and women for different, different reasons. There is a lot of pressure that you have put on yourself and you have allowed others to put on you. Your family, your society, and of course, the weight of your own expectations. That is the hardest weight that you bear. And what it's doing is it's constricting your chest area and everything in your chest area, which is two most important things, your heart and your lungs are constricted. So both element of fire and the element of air in your body are constricted. Very, very important life-giving elements. Also the most high dimensional elements. Because you're constricted in your chest area, you are experiencing a feeling of complete and utter loneliness. A lot of you are. Because you're constricting the flow of divinity within your own body through constricting these two elements. When you're constricting the, the, the divine elements within your own body, you feel disconnected from your own higher self, your guidance, your purpose, your mission, and God or source or universe and everything around it. You feel disconnected from other beings, from human beings, obviously, as well as other beings on this planet. You're disconnected from nature, plants, animals, all of it. You're disconnected from planets. You're just disconnected. And it all starts with a constriction in your chest. So as I'm scanning the planet right now, and as I'm scanning each of you individually, it's almost like, imagine that your chest, instead of having the chest area, you have a cage. And literally, like, it's squishing all of your internal organs. And obviously, in order for you to live, you cannot have that so constricted because the way that your heart and your lungs operate is they, they have to have space to be able to expand and contract right? Your heart needs to pump blood. So it needs space in your chest. And, 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 and if there is no space, it cannot properly activate your heart center. It cannot properly activate the energy of love that you came here to learn. 
And if, if, as we're talking about lungs, they're also very, very constricted and you are unbeknownst to you, not able to breathe in fully because you're so constricted in your chest that your lungs can't fully open because your heart center is not open. Your chest area is really closed down. So you are constricting your life force by about 70% on average, 60 to 70% life force constricted. This in essence prevents you from getting things that you want in life, feeling happy and joyful, feeling like you're on your path, feeling connected, feeling loved, being able to give and exchange things free, uh, give, a, a give and receive things freely. So exchange everything with others, feelings, thoughts, information, um, material things, anything like that. All of that is constricted, right? And of course, you don't feel like you're on your path. So a lot of you feel like a failure and there's just a lot of like creeping self-doubt and all of that good stuff, quote unquote. So why don't we do a practice to try to open up your chest area, right? Because I think that's a really, really big deal. So you really want to start with deep breathing here in this practice, like deep breath in, deep breath, out, breath out, breath in and breath out. Now imagine, right, like I said, that inside of your chest area, there is a cage, right? You didn't know that there is a cage, but it has been there since you were a little kid. There has been a cage. And at this point, this cage is really, really constricting your movement. Now, because you are, as far as your body are concerned, you're the ultimate authority of your body. What I want you to do is start expanding the metal construction of that cage. So on your breath out, as you breathe out, imagine that this, um, this, um, cage of yours is growing as if it was like a living organism right so with every out breath that cage would expand a little bit more giving you some breathing room expand expand and don't just expand it in the front expand it to the side expand it in your back area right because you're constricted all over it's like you're a caged bird right but really you've been meant to fly all along all of these years so you want to oh with like breath out expand 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 as much as possible right keep breathing slowly and deeply and expand that cage and what you want to do is you want to keep expanding it so that it becomes bigger much bigger than your height, so much taller. Maybe expand it to about two times your height. So make it a big cage, right? It was a small cage that was just initially constricted in your chest area. Expand it. When, this, when your cage through your breath becomes really, really big, notice that there has always been a door inside of that cage. And unbeknownst to you, that door is you know, there's no lock on that door, right? So what you can do now, because now you, you're able to see this and be present to this, is just open this door and freely walk out of that cage. There's nothing that's preventing you from walking out of that cage. So and allow yourself to walk out of that cage, turn around and look at it, right? And keep breathing really deep, in and out and you should start feeling like an almost instant difference in your chest area as if some weight has been lifted weirdly so start feeling your chest area and your lungs and breathing in deeper than you ever thought that you could and as you're breathing in 
imagine the most beautiful steely like light steely blue energy entry enter your lungs and go into all of the areas of your lungs even like all the little nooks and crannies every little corner of your lungs every little cell in the in in, in your lungs even the ones you didn't know that you had and enable this beautiful pure energy to open and expand every cell within your lungs and clean out any of the stuff that you don't don't need now turn around and look back at that cage because you are in charge you can take this cage and minimize it diminish it in size you can literally um, make it smaller with just just because you want to right so will it to become smaller and as it becomes smaller turn it into such a small cage that you can hold it within the two palms of your hands right and now you can look at this look at this cage that has been constricting your breathing that has been constricting your life force and yet all along you have been controlling it you have been the one in charge it hasn't been anybody else so now what you can do is completely collapse that cage and if you want you can just take that within the two palms of your hands and you know completely collapse it into nothing right make that into like a little um, metal ball and then just collapse that metal ball um, you can throw throw it away like it you don't need that anymore right or you can completely erase it evaporate it completely diminish diminish it so it's a size of a molecule so non-existent so non-relevant for your life there is no metal chain metal cage that's constricting your rib cage your chest area anymore from now on you can breathe in fully and you can be connected to the life force that you have been meant to be connected all along now you don't have to be alone anymore you have never been alone look at all of these other beings that are surrounding you human beings animals plants they're all part of your extended family they're all a part of you you just forgot and know that you're also connected to your higher self and all the other higher dimensional beings you're never alone and you're always fully supported and now you can breathe in confidently this new life force the air beautiful purified air that has always been available to you and you can breathe in breathe breathe that in with confidence that tomorrow is going to be a better day and they can finally be on your path yeah so that's that's the practice that um, I, I, I suggest you all go through um, to get rid of that constriction in your chest area. That's really cool. Yeah, I just followed it and it worked for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can breathe freely now. Yes. Yeah. So much better. Even the best of you have it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Even the best of you have it. <laughs> all right so uh, maybe just to finish our conversation about air uh in a daily uh in a day-to-day -day life um like is there anything you can do with air as a ritual right because we breathe basically every day it's like uh, keeping in mind that like whatever you breathe in is actually will um affect your life right how can you maybe work with this is it like just keeping your consciousness awareness uh present <laughs> oh, good luck trying to do that 24 7. <laughs> i frankly i frankly don't believe that that's realistic for you but what i would do is a quick three minute alignment breath whenever you feel like it right it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be every day if you if it feels good for you to do every day then do it every day because um air is the most volatile energy as we mentioned right and you are god goddess in 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 your body incarnate um and so you get to uh, manipulate that energy the quickest so you could 
um, literally get whatever energy you need, whatever frequency and vibration you need just from air that surrounds you at any point in time. Say you're tired, right? Um, or I don't know if tired is the best idea because you could also go to the sun, but hey, there are 20,000 diff different um, ways to get energy. Um, so this one is not a bad example, I guess. Um, or maybe let's do um, joy. Say you're feeling sad, right? Um, and so you, but, uh, and it's in the middle of the day, but you can take a three minute break. So you would take a three minute break and you would imagine that you are surrounded by a sphere, right? It's actually a lot easier to control the air within a particular sphere uh, because then you kind of like decide like what's your pocket of air <laughs> that you're going to be impacting. So imagine that you're surrounded by a sphere um, and you can give the sphere a color. It can be a, an arbitrary color that you associate with joy. The color of joy is yellow, but even if you said it was green, who cares? Um, so imagine that you're surrounded by that green sphere or yellow sphere in, the, in this case. And close your eyes and start breathing. And imagine that um, the air that is inside of that sphere, you, because you are God, goddess energy, because you are all powerful, really, an extension of source, um, that air is full of joy, right? That um, every little molecule of air in that little sphere that you have just created is filled with joy. And imagine breathing in that joy and breathing out the sadness, breathing in the joy, breathing out the sadness. Seven breaths is what it takes to change your state. Deep, full breaths. Ideally, ideally, you would breathe in through the nose and breathe out through the mouth. And as you breathe out through the mouth, you would do the audible breath, like, ah, right? So the true letting go. Like sound. Yeah. So, um, but you can do anything. Like you could fill your lungs with love, light, success, abundance, anything, right? Hmm. And it, it's really, really quickly, quick. It doesn't really take that long because air is a very quick um, substance to transform into anything you want. So I find that to be like a very quick, very effective, um, simple exercise that is connected and centers you in your body because it happens through breath. But it also takes in like a, it's a little bit of a quick meditation that can get you into the right state of mind. That's awesome. It can also give you courage or confidence, like whatever, whatever you're lacking in the moment. Like you can even do that. Like if you're like, I don't know, worried about public speaking or worried about like a presentation that you're going to do, like you can do that b before the presentation and just breathe in courage or confidence or something like that. I really like it. So um, when you breathe on a daily basis, uh, a lot of people, I think, breathe with their lungs, right? But I've heard that so a lot of people recommend breathing with the belly or you can breathe with your diaphragm like what is the right way of breathing well if you breathe with your diaphragm um it um implies that there is more life force that would enter your body mm -hmm. right that's that's what i meant when i said like um allow the air to go into every aspect of your lungs even like in, in every aspect of your body even the ones you didn't know that you had or the ones that like were not very active yeah so when you're breathing with your belly right it enables you to fill more of your body like in terms of cubic um cubic inches yeah. of your body enables to fill more of your body with air Right. So over time, it's actually a really, really good thing because you're um, increasing your capacity for transferring life energy. Right. Uh, I mean, it's a practice like everything else. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, do you have to constantly do that? No. Like, even if you um, I mean, if you if we want to uh, practice that kind of breathing, diaphragm breathing, like even um, like seven deep breaths a day is is good enough to activate that that life force wow that's all it takes that's so cool oh and uh you also mentioned that like we you breathe in prana like mm -hmm. oh, like whatever the energy force mm -hmm. right so does it mean that prana is part of uh air or yes prana is air that's the translation prana equals air yeah and chi also mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Life force. Life force. Yeah. Is it another aspect of air, right? Well, yes, it is the one we discussed, though. Mm. So that that aspect of expansion and growth and something that maintains life. Yeah. That that that, that is the exact be. aspect of chi and prana. Got it. Okay. Now it's clear. Yeah. Awesome. Because it's not enough to just give life, right? We have to maintain life. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you guys would have like a really, really hard time anchoring and staying in this reality. Yeah. <laughs> if you so. couldn't, if you couldn't sustain life, which is why we need air, right? Right. Yeah. Air is like a gift from higher dimensions that enables you to anchor your higher dimensional soul in this lower dimensional body over time mm. and sustain it here. I see. Otherwise, you would have a really, really high, uh, hard time connecting to anything that is above 3D. Yep. Including in dream states, intuition, any of that. Got it. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this information with us uh, today. And now I'm going to end our session. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love. Maria and Sergei.